sit and enjoy the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the good sunny evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Our guest this week is interior designer Rachel Zacharias. Rachel, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on board. Rachel has been a designer who's worked with Habitation on several occasions. We're thrilled to have her on the show. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about her obsession with fabrics. <laughs> we're going to be talking about color. It's going to be a fun broadcast. Very excited. Thank you. Of course, we're joined by Jordan Morris, General Manager at Mill Valley Kitchen and in-house mixologist. Jordan, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me what you have brought and what we're going to be drinking this afternoon. Well, we brought a few things, but the cocktail we're making uh, is from our list at the restaurant at Mill Valley Kitchen, and it is called the Wildfire. It's been very popular. It's been on the list for a little while now, so I finally decided to share it with everybody. And it is essentially a smoky margarita, or a variation of one. And the smokiness comes from the mezcal. Uh, mm -hmm. We can dive into more about what that is, but it's... Uh, similar to a tequila, but smoky. And we've is got, it agave based? Yep, it's an agave spirit. So technically, tequila is a mezcal, mm -hmm. and tequila has to be used with specifically blue agave. And there's some rules and regulations of you know what region it's grown in and how it's uh, prepared as well. But it's a more clean method. Um, they roast it in an oven or pressure cooker kind of situation. It was real clean. Um, before they turn into a mash and ferment that. So mezcal is the, the the top tequila is a type of mezcal? Exactly. And mezcal can be made from, I think, up to like 28 different varieties of agave. Uh, but then it has to come from certain regions, uh, which, forgive me, I don't remember all the, all the regions. Um, but, Name and one, just one. I have no idea. Let's just say agave, uh, the region. Mexico. Oh, very good. Excellent. That'll work. Um, but it's, it's they generally cook it a little bit more old world style in like earthen pits. You know, roast big boulders, throw them in there. And so it's literally cooked in the ground, in the dirt, which gives it that earthy, smoky flavor. Oh, that's which awesome. I'm, to be honest, I'm not a huge tequila fan. There's something about just that pure agave flavor that's just not my favorite. But when you kind of dirty it up and get the earth involved, I think it makes something special. So it's like like a like a luau where they're cooking the pig in the earth. You can have the pig in one area. You, <laughs> you can go. have the agave creating the mezcal in the other. Sign me up. I know, right? That does sound like a nice weekend. <laughs> yeah, put me to work. I'll do it. That sounds great. <laughs> all right. So why don't you take us away? Tell us uh, specifically the ingredients uh, all together that are being used, proportions, all that other good stuff. You got it. So very limited tools. You can shake this cocktail if you want, but we're just going to stir it in a uh, low ball, or actually technically a high ball here. It's a tall... Um, it's, like, it's like a medium ball you got. Yeah, it's like a medium ball. It's like a tall... Um, like old-fashioned glass, just because it's going to hold enough of my uh, crushed ice we're using today. So I'm going to stir it all in there. So all I need is a bar spoon, that uh, tall low ball or high ball, and some crushed ice and a jigger, measuring out your one and a half ounces of Vita Mezcal is what we're using today, uh, or Mezcal of choice, or tequila if that's all you got. But I'd uh, encourage you to venture out. Check out the mezcal. By the way, is mezcal cheaper or the same price as tequila? Is it, it varies. a variety? Yeah, it's all over the place. You and can, is it is it better to buy a more expensive mezcal? Or, you know, frankly, mezcal is mezcal? Uh, I think there's a lot of different variations, uh, tremendously, and how much longer they're aged, and lots of different um, uh, intensities on the smokiness and everything like that. This Vita mezcal, I can't remember exactly how much we pay for it in the restaurant, but it's, it's affordable for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, so, ounce and a half of that. One half ounce of Grand Marnier. Uh, it's a little bit richer uh, brandy flavor instead of the traditional triple sec or Cointreau in a margarita. And then a sage simple syrup to make in-house. So essentially make a fresh uh, herbal sage tea and then use one-to-one uh, -one sugar and tea ratio to make your simple syrup. And then a half ounce of lemon juice. So let's go ahead and mix it up. So I'm Brett, pouring this. Hit our, uh, hit our mixing music. I'll wait, I'll wait. There we go. There it is. I'm going straight into the glass uh, with these ingredients without chilling them. So, ounce and a half mezcal, half ounce Grand Marnier. The Grand Marnier is really an interesting idea. I never thought of using anything like gran or, or Granny. A lot, of, a lot of times people will substitute it, you know, because it is an orange liqueur, so it'll work. You know, it's a substitution to other triple sex, but it's definitely going to have a different flavor. All right, mixing it through. 
half ounce of the lemon juice. Now I'm just going to add uh, about half of our ice. And you used crushed ice. You were beating the crap out of it. Yeah, I got a, what's called a Lewis bag, a Kansas canvas bag, and a hammer. <laughs> uh, it's great for taking out aggression. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to fill it about halfway with the ice. And I'm just going to give it a really good steer, stir. I want to kind of frost up the glass a little bit and make sure all the ingredients are well incorporated. We're going to dilute the cocktail a little bit with the ice melting. Um, cooking it. Yes, we're, it's cooking right now. It's cook time. So about 20 seconds, 15, 20 seconds. If nothing else, listeners uh, are going to appear much, much cooler when they're mixing cocktails just by saying, let me let it cook for a little bit. Exactly. We now know to use that. All right, now we're going to top it with the, the rest of our crushed ice up to the top. And then I've got a nice fat slice of lemon wheel and a real fat uh, or a nice large sage sprig right through the lemon wheel. So it almost looks like kind of a potted uh, plant. And I'm going to go ahead and burn some of the sage. He's actually flaming in-house. If the, if the show disappears, it's because the <laughs> fire extinguishers suddenly sprang on. I can already see the, uh, the headlines. There we go. Well, the torch actually works even better. Really get this thing smoking. Serve it still smoking. That is so awesome. So it's going to, so when you serve it, it's going to have that sprig. I mean, obviously, this is radio. You can't see it. You can check it out on drinkinthestyle.com. And Facebook Live listeners or viewers can see the cocktail. But it's a full lemon wheel. It's got a little sprig growing out of it. Oh, my God. It looks amazing. So I love it when you... That's really it gets very good. personal when you're drinking the cocktail and your nose kind of goes right into one of the aromatic, you know, herbs, uh, such as this. You can't escape the sage and the, kind of the smoky toastiness here. And that lemon wheel works perfect to kind of help you sieve the drink through the ice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't like to serve this one with a straw. I want people to get to get, get in there. Yeah. It, you definitely you can smell and taste the sage right away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rachel, are you enjoying it? Is it uh, all that it looks like it should be? It's yes, and more. I don't, and I personally don't love margaritas. This is awesome. This is so good. That Excellent. is so very, very cool. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got a few more cocktails to make as we're running through this with the smoky mezcal, which is double down on the smoke by singeing the sa sage. Yep, sage. Singeing the sage. Mm -hmm. Say that three times fast. Singeing the sage. Singeing the sage. Singeing the sage. And burning sage is good luck, right? Yes. <gasps> oh, the, right. So there, it's mm -hmm. this cocktail is guaranteed to make evil spirits disappear. <laughs> this house is clear. <laughs> house is clear. All right. Outstanding. Look, listeners, uh, would you guys really are going to want to go to drinkinthestyle.com to uh, check out an image of this cocktail because, really, the presentation is a big part of it. Uh you know, it's actually cool. We're going to have our first billboard going up here really soon, and this cocktail is going to be featured on there uh, in a couple months. That's, uh, oh, so everyone can drive by, see the awesomeness of the cocktail they can get at Mill Valley Kitchen. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay, uh, we're going to take our first break, but when we come back, we are going to be enjoying the wildfire. Uh, I'd like to remind you, you're listening to Drink in the Style right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I know a swinging place. Come on, dance with me, romance with me on a Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. We need Richard Painter in the United States Senate. 
I'm Mari Pokonowski, and the former president of the DFL Feminist Caucus. Our democracy is under siege by the Trump administration. Foreign influence is unchecked as politicians exploit power for private gain rather than for public good. The corruptive influence of money in politics makes government unresponsive to the people. For 25 years, Richard Painter has been speaking out against corruption on Wall Street and in Washington. Now, we need him fighting for us in the Senate. He'll fight foreign-owned mining companies seeking to pollute our waterways. He's not taking any PAC money and will fight against money in politics and corruption on all levels of government. He'll fight to initiate investigations and hearings for the treasonous behaviors of President Trump. This is a unique candidate. Please join me in voting for Richard Painter in the DFL primary on August 14th. I'm Richard Painter, and I approve this message. Ad prepared and paid for by Painter Minnesota. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between Restoration Hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Just in time, I found you just in time Before you came, my time was running low Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, located on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, across the street from Opitz Outlet. We are currently drinking a wildfire, which is a smoky, delicious, sage-burny version of a margarita. I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, you can put that on the menu. It's and on the menu. We've already, uh, it, the description, but oh. it should be on the menu, um, which is, a, so the uh, the wildfire, which can be made at home, can also be easily procured at Mill Valley Kitchen at half price during uh, happy hour as well, correct? Dang right. Only six bucks. Only six bucks. This is worth more than six bucks. This is worth way more than six bucks. So really, you can't afford not to have a happy hour wildfire at Mill Valley. Yeah, all of our specialty cocktails are half price. Which is great. Uh, and uh, happy hour runs from when to when? Uh, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 and 9 to close. Excellent. And Mill Valley, of course, can be found at the corner of Excelsior Boulevard and France Avenue in beautiful St. Louis Park. That's the one. Did you notice how when I said beautiful St. Louis Park, my eyes started blinking out of sequence? <laughs> All right. So, um, so we're going to uh, we're going to sip. We've already actually partaken, and uh, one of the beautiful parts about this drink is that you're using a lemon uh, wheel, so not a wedge. So it's almost filling the entire top of the cocktail. As soon as you have a sip, you have no choice but to enjoy the lemon aroma, the sage aroma, the burny smokiness. I know that Rachel is really enjoying this cocktail. I'm loving it. That's really awesome. And Brett, what do we think in the booth? Are we enjoying in there? Oh, absolutely. I can't believe that price you said it is for happy hour. That is a steal right there. Mm -hmm. really How is. good this is, yeah. And technically, I think that by inhaling the sage, it qualifies as the vegetable that I would otherwise yeah. be forced to eat at dinner. Go. I'm going with that, too. Yes. Go. Right? All right. Math doesn't lie. There's the truth of it. <laughs> okay. So we're enjoying the cocktail. We're going to have a little bit of a uh, light conversation. I was thinking about uh, Rachel's... Um, kind of passions relative to design and and what have you. And, and it led me down the path of thinking about color. Now, those of you who've been listening to the intro and the fade music may have noticed that I am back to using some solid Frank Sinatra. In fact, all of the tracks that you'll be hearing today are off of Come Dance With Me, which was this really cool kind of pre-Beatles stereo uh, uh, album where he actually bounces music from the right to the left to the right to the left. So if you have been having multiple cocktails, I can assure you this is going to be an interesting album to listen to. But um, Frank Sinatra's favorite color was orange. 
he famously called it the happiest color. Now, while I love Frank Sinatra, and uh, his voice is absolutely amazing, I will say he was an angry, angry man by mm. all accounts. And orange has always struck me as, quite honestly, an angry color. I mean, it's, it's passionate, but it just, just seems to me to suggest anger. And my question for you, Rachel, is this. What are your thoughts on a person's favorite color reflecting their personality? Do you think there's any truth in that? Can you tell what a person is about based on their color? I think a little bit. I, it's interesting because I have little kids and how like little kids always have a favorite color. And usually red mm-hmm. or blue are their favorite colors. Very, very rich, saturated colors as little kids. And I think, you know, I think that brings out imagination. I think it shows, you know, with little kids how imaginative they are and what those colors represent. And so I think as you get older and you learn more and and maybe you even lose a little bit of your imagination, your colors kind of, you know, Start to... what, what you're into, the colors you like are maybe um, more by trend or, um, you know, by season, you lose kind of that, like, this is my favorite color. It, it dictates what, what's going on in your life, I think, or the season or the trends dictate more what your color favorites are than just, my favorite color is red, and it's always been red, and it'll always be red. The more knowledge you obtain, the greater your horizon, the yeah. more likely you are to appreciate additional colors yeah. beyond yeah. the fundamentals. Yeah. You're right, though. Kids always want to pick your favorite color. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. my wife, Christina, um, didn't have a favorite color, so my daughter, Sophia, assigned her green. I distinctly remember that conversation. <laughs> nice. Ever since then, she's had to have green everything, <laughs> more or less. Um, that's interesting. What about you, Jordan? Are you? Do you have a favorite color? Well, yes, and mine's green. And since I, ha- <laughs> I have been told that j- by somebody once, sometime, maybe on, on the TV, mm-hmm. that geniuses pick green. So, really? so I'm going to have to stand behind that. There you go. Because I am a genius. So <laughs> It's absolutely true. Are you a, a very stable genius? No. No, 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 no. That would be embarrassing. That would be way over the line to say you're a I don't know that genius. that's possible. <laughs> no, that is actually a good point. You know, this is harking back to a conversation I had, I remember, with Drew Beeson, who was an artist uh, that we've had on the program as well. And we were discussing uh, his genius, whose name I can't remember, Gail, I think. It might have been. That's right. I love that conversation. Because the, con- the, the original concept of a genius is a genius isn't reflecting yourself. You are not a genius. You were visited by a genius. A genius is an external force that helps your creativity blossom and what have you, which was a brilliant way of kind of not being so egocentric. How about you, Brett? Are you you a, a color guy? I'd like to point out, by the way, that three out of four of us are wearing black. Uh, primarily right now, yeah, except for Rachel, who's wearing yeah. green. Yeah, there you go. I I'm actually, a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on the green train as well, only because when I was a little kid, the Ninja Turtles were my favorite cartoons. Oh, yeah. That's I had to awesome. go green. Well, really? Uh, specifically, yeah. which Ninja Turtle? Um, gosh, I think I was more of a Raphael guy. I kind of like the Rebel Turtle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of attitude when you're younger, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all so young. I watched Justice League, which was like this horrible, like almost still a shot (laughs) cartoons. Were you a cartoon person? And did cartoons have any influence on you, Rachel? Yeah. My brother dictated the TV and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Transformers (laughs) were a big, yep. Of course. Of course. Now you had mentioned also though, that your favorite color actually is black. Yep. Black and white. And and everything in my closet is black and white. And most of everything in my house is black and white. And then pops. Everywhere you look is a pop. So you use almost as a substrate yep. black and white. Yep. And then you accessorize, yep. which is a common yep. uh, concept for, for designers. I mean, a lot of designers like to do that because it gets you so much impact right it's easy it's so easy and yeah the impact is right i mean even i look in my closet and everything is black or it's white and then you see that pop it's like oh i'm gonna wear the red dress today or i'm gonna wear the green dress because it's the one thing that among all the black or among all the white it's the one thing that stands out do i want to stand out today or do i want to 
Do blend I want to just blend in and fade and, through the yeah, back? Yeah. Oh, how interesting. It's almost like now we're, we're delving into marketing strategies associated oh, yeah. with color, uh, selling anything that's color. We, uh, we're going to talk in segment four a little bit when we do the Habitation blog about uh, the revitalization of the floor. And we were just talking about how much black and white we have in art because we got this huge new shipment of Trowbridge photography yes. from Getty Images. Yes. And now I'm suddenly going to have Carl make sure that he puts in some colorful pieces mm-hmm. that are coming through. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take uh, take yet another break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about interior design with Rachel Zacharias. We're going to be uh, uh, delving again into the Habitation blog. We're going to be talking about fabrics, textures, patterns. This is going to be a great conversation, so stay with us. Bangles and beads glitter and gleam Hi, Gregory Rich, host of AM 950's Drink in the Style. Are you a fan of cool? Then let me introduce you to Gus Modern. Available exclusively in the Twin Cities at Habitation Furnishing and Design, Gus Modern is kind of mid-century, kind of contemporary, and 100% cool. Timeless, comfortable, awesome, and through August 19th, 20% off. Visit GusModern.com or stop in at Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and check it out. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then, swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Gus Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. Tonight, chance of showers, mostly cloudy with the low around 66. Monday, slight chance of showers, partly sunny with a high near 80. And Tuesday, sunny with a high near 81. This week's EatLocalMinnesota.com Restaurant of the Week is Nightingale. The menu is comprised of snacks, bruschettas, and small plates designed for sharing but is sure to satisfy your appetite. Located at 2551 Lindale Avenue South in Minneapolis. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Went to see a movie show Found 
myself an empty Welcome road. Welcome back to Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. We are talking this Sunday evening with Rachel Zacharias, interior designer right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Rachel, are you ready to talk about interior design? I am. Are you? I'm excited. All right. Yeah. Outstanding. So we've talked a little bit uh, about a couple of different things, but by your own admission, and I found this really, really interesting, you are, and I think you actually use the word obsessed by fabric. Obsessed. Yeah. A collector of fabric. A collector of... Of random fabric. All right. Tell me more about this fixation. What does mm -hmm. this specifically mean? I, I love... The feel, I love the texture, I love the colors, I love pattern. I and as we I said mentioned earlier that I love black and white and and I think that um, with fabric I can that's where I get creative mm -hmm. um, with with the punches of different textures and different patterns and I love that fabric is you know made by people and created how it's created and the work that goes into different fabrics and isn't that the weirdest thing it i mean blows how did, my mind how did weaving start who figured out they could take cotton like it's a ball or of silk. stuff or if you look at silk how did anyone come up with silk i mean how much time did you have on your hands yeah. to watch a worm right creating the string and saying you know what i'm gonna make a kimono exactly exactly and then to take those fine threads and create these like major tapestries and i mean yeah i mean fair it's been it's been putting clothes on our bodies and <laughs> keeping true. us dressed our you know as long as our existence really and and it just it's always evolving and i don't know and just, uh, no you're 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 i mean i, I all right, I'm becoming slightly obsessed with fabric because now I'm both <laughs> perplexed by the history of fabric as, right? as well as the texture of it. I mean, do you have a preference? Is 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 it the texture or the color? If you had to choose between, it doesn't matter to you, no, does it? No, it doesn't matter at all. I love, I love you know, um, text textiles that come from South America in those rich, heavy, bright colors. I love masculine fabrics. I love pinstripes and a really classic again black and white or gray um i love wool um and it just does it doesn't matter i'm I, a huge fan of of fabric also in texture within carpets yeah and carpeting which is amazing we have these some of these amazing like i don't even know how you describe it it's it's almost like a shag but it's these incredibly thick dense weaves yep, yep. type of things that come up. From a design perspective, all right, so you love fabric, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. again, you also can't really come in and have some kind of psychedelic nightmare. <laughs> right, living room. right. What are the general rules that you would apply to design for someone like yourself who, who wants to really delve into as much pattern and fabric as possible? I think with pattern, and what I love about design right now um, just like fashion is that kind of anything goes right now. We're in like this age where it's like the sixties are in the seventies are in the eighties are in grunge is coming back. Like all, I mean, it, it's all the fifties, um, you know, mid-century modern, like with Gus, right? I mean, it's, you, it's all coming back in. Like it, you can play with it all and you can mix it all. I get clients all the time who ask me, you know, well, I don't know how to how to use these antiques that I have, but I really am, you know, my husband really likes mid-century. Well, I think it all works. If you're doing it right, just like fabric, just like pattern, just like color, um, if, if you're thoughtful about it and you keep the balance, mm -hmm. I think it, it all works. Anything goes. So you say balance, and I think that's mm -hmm. absolutely the key, right? Mm -hmm. It's um, key. So when you're coming in, if you like, I mean, are, are you, is, is your eye going to be drawn initially to the blending of colors or the size of patterns that are associated? Can you use various, you know, as long as there's consistency in pattern? I think as long as there's consistency, I think color, 
pick a color and, you know, throw a plaid with a floral, but there's got to be some kind of balance within the colors that are in that. Um, some thread mm -hmm, that is consistent mm -hmm. that ties everything together, yeah. keeps it from being that schizophrenic collection. Exactly, exactly. That somebody might otherwise say, it's yeah. eclectic. Yeah. It's not eclectic, that, it just that, doesn't match. That's where I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> Tapestries covering the walls really? and sage burning. Yep. <laughs> you were burning sage with colorful tapestries on the wall in college. Yeah. Oh my God. I not had, have <laughs> I had beer posters and holes in the wall right. uh, overall. It, <laughs> all right. So, all right. I, I, I'm still kind of curious though. So nowadays, mm -hmm. the majority of fabrics that you mm -hmm. see in most stores mm -hmm. tend to be solid colors. Yes. Overall. Yeah. I mean, that must be a challenge for designers because again, it's much easier to sell a solid gray sofa right. than a sofa that has some kind of patterns and things. Right. Like that. Absolutely. And I think that's where you can throw it. And that's why I, I, I love pillows. Um, with the fabrics that I collect, I love to make pillows. I love um, bringing that into your solid gray um, and throw throw a heavy weaved, you know, pillow, throw, you know, that Spanish style um, into that simple gray masculine streamline, throw something feminine on there um, with your with your fabric. So play with it, mm -hmm. make it accentuated mm -hmm. points, mm -hmm. and then have, again, substrate is the word of the day. Yeah, uh, Have go. a substrate that's going to be somewhat okay. consistent, and then make sure you've got some kind of common theme running through whatever you're necessarily doing. Yep, absolutely. I think, I think too, um, you know, back to the black and white, it's the same, it's the same idea, you know, keep, keep things, I always tell my clients, um, when you're spending a lot of money on the big things, keep them simple. Mm -hmm. Keep those pieces simple. The, the things that, you know, you're not going to replace your couch every year, mm -hmm. you know, but you can replace the pillows, you can replace the curtains, you can replace the throw, you can replace the ottoman. The things that are simple and I'm into green right now, let's throw green everywhere, you know, but the couch is white the couch keep the is bones. gray keep the bones classic and that's then, that's how i design keep about, it, the bones classic what about within it, it, smaller spaces versus larger spaces and what you can do with patterns and fabrics are there different rules associated with that i think that with smaller spaces keeping the pattern smaller um and, and what i mean by that is you know again don't I wouldn't put a bold pattern carpet in my small apartment, but I would, um, you know, again, the pillows maybe, um, a larger space. Definitely, I think you have more room to work with. You know, you, you have the space to fill um, pattern, more pattern works, but not not crazy. Mm -hmm. um, I yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out and buy certain level of moderation. Orange carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a house that had orange carpet. I think in, in my one best session. friend had orange shag oh. carpet in her house, and I'll never forget it. How did that happen? I don't know. How did that happen? I mean, I guess the seventies. There's a lot of drugs being used. I don't know. Or something along those. Oh, was that too far? I gauge whether I go too far based on how wide Jordan's eyes open when <laughs> I say just, something. It'll come back. You just wait. Uh -huh. You just wait. Everything comes back. It will come back. It's all cyclical in design. It <laughs> really is. Orange carpet or LSD? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of patterns and LSD. Exactly. All right. Yep. So, so again, so we're coming away with textures and patterns mm -hmm, mm -hmm. being something that you want to use as 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 kind of accessorizing yes, points. Yeah. But you want to stay more or less consistent on the the major pieces yes, yeah. in a room and it doesn't matter whether it's large or it's small spaces right right all right i mean that makes that makes absolute sense mm -hmm. and again it's what you can easily change out mm -hmm. versus what you have to live with and right. cannot you know cannot affect yeah do you like working on smaller or larger spaces more smaller i love the coziness yeah. i love the coziness of a small space <laughs> I, I actually had a client a design client one time we were redesigning her home we were rebuilding her home and she actually had the ceilings lowered um, really? Yep. Because it, she just didn't feel at home. It just, it wasn't, 
she she was just over the big, grand, large, vast ceilings, vast spaces, and she just wanted that cozy. We're gonna hunker down for the winter and good for us. Kind yeah. of the uh, what's the hoogie? Uh, uh, Is that hoogie? Oh yeah, hoogie. Yeah. Yep. The uh, the the Scandinavian concept of yep. nesting yep. and being home. When we built our house, actually, uh, we were asked about nine versus eight foot ceilings, mm-hmm. and we went with eight foot ceilings for that particular reason. This mm-hmm. wasn't meant to be like a giant entertaining space. We wanted to feel, yeah. you know, snug yeah. and, and nesty. Yeah. But I've never heard of anybody actively lowering yep. their ceilings. Yep. So smaller spaces work, and and are there any tips or rules associated with smaller spaces to make sure that they don't feel too enclosed? Um, I think that with a smaller space, you want you want to be able to see your spaces. You want to be able to see your rooms. Um, you know, keep clutter out. I mean, and that's large or small, but but obviously smaller spaces tend to get cluttered easier. Um, so keep the clutter out. You know, don't go overboard. Um, every wall doesn't need something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, walls are so hard. We've, walls are hard. It art is. I mean, because you've got size, mm-hmm. and then you've got images, then you've got colors. Mm-hmm. It is insanely complicated. It is. And it's where the vast majority of people really kind of drop the ball from an interior design perspective. Absolutely. I I, I find people, um, a big thing is the grand entrances or the grand staircases. What do I do with this big giant wall, especially in new construction? Mm-hmm. These big giant walls, what do I do with it? How do I fill it? And, um, you know, I always, my favorite thing is to Find something that you're into, um, something that you collect. I collect architectural f- photography. So I have a grand staircase wall that I have basically cluttered with with black and white photography. Okay. Um, I have a friend who we did her wall, and she, her and her husband are into music, and they do concerts. And I told her, start collecting your tickets, start collecting posters, things like that. Keep them small, but a collection of something that you're into and um, and show it off. So an image theme mm-hmm. associated with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Where where do you stand on on frames at this point? For a while, everybody had simple black frames, right. deeply mix, matted. Mix and match. I love it. I love antique frames. I love carved wood mixed with the black, the simple black, white matte. Now you have a lot of projects on Facebook that you've yeah. you've shown images yeah. of. What's your Facebook uh, company address? It is uh, Birchwood and Pine at uh, Facebook. Facebook Birchwood and Pine. Okay, and Chaska. there are images where people can come in and see some yes. of the work yeah. that you've done yeah. and yep. some of the images because yep. you know again walls are are amazingly mm-hmm. complicated. Using textures are complicated. People use some need some direction right. on this. Or just throw a big tapestry on that wall. <laughs> Always with the fabrics with you. My God, my God. All right, fantastic. We're going to go to break. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll be doing the Habitation blog. We are going to uh, let Rachel ask some questions to the host. Uh, Stick with us. We'll be back in a moment. Because that's the night friends come to call. And Monday to Friday. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of AM 950's Drink in the Style. Are you a fan of cool? Then let me introduce you to Gus Modern. Available exclusively in the Twin Cities at Habitation Furnishing and Design, Gus Modern is kind of mid-century, kind of contemporary, and 100% cool. Timeless, comfortable, awesome, and through August 19th, 20% off. Visit GusModern.com or stop in at Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and check it out. This is Lori Swanson. Minnesota is a special place. As your attorney general, I've stood up to powerful interests to keep it that way. Lori Swanson. From taking on drug companies that inflated prices and forcing a corporate polluter to clean up our drinking water to taking on Donald Trump 
as he attacks what we value most as Minnesotans. Now I'm running for governor because there's too much at stake to let Donald Trump and the special interests push policies that hurt our state. Swanson for governor. As governor, I'll continue to defend health care for everyone and I'll lower the cost of health care and prescription drugs. I'll work to keep our kids safe in school and defend our schools against drastic cuts that jeopardize our kids' futures and our state's economy. I've been proud to be your Attorney General, and as your governor, I'll keep standing up for what's right and get things done for Minnesota. Lori Swanson for Governor. Prepared and paid for by Swanson for Governor. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Designer Rehab, it's only a matter of time. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between Restoration Hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. I should forget you, but I won't. Should hate you, but I don't. It didn't turn out like I planned. But if you smiled and waved your hand, I'd go and hire a band and make for one more chance at the same. Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. Rachel, are you familiar with Gus Modern? I am. You know the line. I You've do. actually done a lot with the line, I haven't have. you? Yes, I have. I love it. Absolutely awesome collection of kind of a blend of mid-century modern and contemporary. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, exclusive in the Twin Cities to Habitation. And right now they are doing their summer sale. Their summer sale is 20% off everything in the line through August 19th. Awesome. Right? Yes. And it's one of these things, the furniture business is tough because consumers have been trained that everything should be like half off mm -hmm. because hom furniture, and it is hom furniture, damn it, there is no E, no amount of marketing will make me mispronounce it. I've been spelling <laughs> yes. for 40 some years. Hom furniture, Schneiderman's, all those other big yeah. box stores are constantly pushing their big sales. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's it's true. it's the president's wig reweaving sale <laughs> or whatever it happens to be. And people wait and expect to have a sale. But uh, smaller stores like myself uh, do not have these constant sales. And lines like Gus do not mark their prices way, way up so that they can mark them way down to create right. an artificial sale. So when they're doing 20% off as they are through the 19th, it's a legitimate chance to save on amazing quality. It is excellent quality. Excellent quality. And 20% off is a great deal on Gus. Absolutely. It, it is. You never find it at, at sale. I think yeah. Gus does sales twice a year. Yeah. And this is it. You have two weeks plus to save. And then beyond that, you have to pay the retail price, which is determined. So, so get in now. Thank you. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> there was the habitation plug for uh, Gus Modern. Uh, by the way, you can go check it out at gusmodern.com, G-U-S-M-O-R. D-E-R-N. I can still spell after how many wildfires, a shot of mezcal, and a beer. Um, and it is completely worthwhile, but you can also check out the line and sit, enjoy uh, uh, the, the product as well. All right. We are going to do the Habitation audio log, and then we're going to open this up to Rachel to ask the host questions uh, overall. So I'm just going to dive into it. Are we ready? Ready. Ready. Are we ready in there, Brett? 
I got the bleep button ready in case you're looking <laughs> I'm not talking about the city inspections department this week, so you don't have to have the bleep button of too ready. Of a certain unnamed city, right? <laughs> All right. Habitation Audio Log Installment 11, The Summer Doldrums. One thing I love about Minnesota is the way that Minnesotans throw themselves into summer. It's not surprising, of course, given the six months of winter, but even so, we here in the North flee our homes and get outdoors at the first opportunity when the weather breaks. This is a really, really good thing in general. In the furniture business, though, it tends to create a bit of a lull. July and August are generally slow times for furniture, except for the patio area, and that's something that habitation has never really embraced. So what is a small business to do during these downtimes? The answer is prepare for fall. When everyone starts to think about family coming into the for the holidays and refreshing their home's look. Winter is coming, my friends, and now is the time to start planning. While Habitation has tons of suppliers that can quick ship quickly. Blah, blah, blah. Tons of suppliers that can ship quickly with products arriving in four weeks or less. Some of our more bespoke suppliers can take 12 weeks or more. As is true of most things, the more planning you can do, the better results you can expect. And so, I'm creating a call to action. If you've been thinking about a change in your home, now is the best time to get in and discuss what you're looking for. Give us a chance and some time to create an exceptional space, and I promise you, you'll be enjoying the indoors this season more than you could have ever expected. And this is especially true if you're interested in patterns, textures, or otherwise unusual uh, pieces. Correct, Rachel? Exactly. Yeah, correct. The customized pieces, those things that are not standard and, and stocked, need some lead time. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And some of our suppliers like uh, Younger Furniture or Trika, who actually create as you order need to get their fabrics on the frames and need some time to get that put together, but it's worthwhile. It's very worthwhile, and, and it's time-consuming. There's a lot of work going into that. There really is. Yeah. There really is. All right, so that was the habitation log. It was not negative in any way. Congratulations to me. <laughs> um, I'm now going to open it up to Miss Rachel Zacharias. Rachel, what questions would you like to ask the host of Drink in the Style, the owner of Habitation, and otherwise me? What is your favorite color? You asked us. <laughs> <laughs> I sidestepped it, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. You know what? It changes. I don't have a favorite color. It depends on my, my mood at the moment. Blue is, is a default. When I was a kid, I had a brother, Jeff, who uh, five years older than me, something like that. Actually, just to piss him off, I'm going to say seven years older than me. He's old. He's decrepit. It's, it's, it's really sad. Um, and... My parents would always, they assigned us colors. And I was assigned red. My brother was assigned blue. And I always liked blue better. Yet I certainly learned to embrace red at a certain point because everything I freaking had was red. <laughs> because that's what they would buy me. Um, so I have a propensity towards blue. But I feel a childish attachment to red. But when push comes to shove, nine out of ten times, whatever I buy is going to be black. That's interesting. That's that. That says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm a complicated man. I have issues. Many, many issues. <laughs> what else can I necessarily answer? Um, what do you love about the, love the most about owning habitation? Well, that's a good question. What's your favorite part of owning habitation? It's beautiful. It's it simply beautiful. the beauty. You know, the world is, I mean, is filled with, with things that are not attractive, things that are, are functional. And somewhere in, in the course of human history, we threw aesthetics aside, you know. I mean, it used to be the trains that you could ride, you know, were, were beautifully appointed and, you know, had silverware and napkins and, and wood mm. frames and things like that. And wherever you necessarily went, or if you went to a public building, you would have these beautiful arches and, and what have you. And somewhere along the line, basically in the 1950s, when we started to mass produce everything in huge quantity, um, we threw that away and decided that our aesthetics, the things that surround us don't matter that much. And I disagree. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
what I love about habitation is that we're able to create an environment. And you know what? You draw energy off your environment. Mm -hmm. You actually are affected by what is happening physically around you. And we can make that beautiful. We can make it awesome. And I love that about the store. When I come in every morning and I walk through and I say, oh, my God, this is a beautiful piece of art. I really can sit and I can look at that for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to a certain extent. It really does. And that's what I absolutely love. The the problems with shipping, the problems with delivery or, you know, production holdups or tariffs being placed and things like that are the stuff that keep turning my beard grayer and grayer with every passing day. But the fact that I am in an environment, I am in a, a business where I can say, you know what, I'm going to make your life a little bit better because I'm going to make you happier where you currently sit is a huge plus. Agreed. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Beautifully wow. said. I agree. I'm actually kind of proud of that answer. Yeah, that was, was totally really good. off the yep, cuff yep. through it. But it was really good. It's true. I, I And I agree with you that um, I think one thing I love about um, home decor it, these days is that it has gotten... It's, it's become within reach for people of all, whatever your financing is, whatever you can afford, beautiful design, may not be quality, but design and decor have become within, have come within reach of anybody's pocketbook. And I love that. Um, however, um, the detail, the detail is missing, the, the, the craftsmanship is missing, mm-hmm. and that's where, um, e- even in architecture, you know, it's it's. I want the craftsmanship. I want mm-hmm. I want the detail, and I think, like we talked about earlier, spending a little more to get the quality, spending a little more to get that piece that will last you forever, or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, It's very true. I mean, one of the things, I mean, so, you know, people when they come into habitation are often pleasantly surprised by the price. I mean, it's not a cheap store. I mean, you cannot, I mean, you cannot have everything necessarily. But what we don't do is charge the style premium. That is to say that usually stores come in and they've got a sofa and the sofa is really cool. So they're going to say, you know what? I can get another 30% just because this is cool and you can't see it anywhere else. I don't see the need to necessarily have that. In fact, I actively reject it. I I find it, I'm egalitarian at my core. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to have things that they appreciate and they necessarily enjoy. So we go in and we say whatever the profit margin is going to be on a particular item is what it should be. And just because we could get more because it's unique and it's different does not mean that we're going to do that. Absolutely. It's been a mantra of of habitation since we opened. And that's what I love about your store. Thank you so much. All right. Well, there it is. We have drunk and talked our way through another episode uh, on behalf of our expert mixologist, Jordan Morris, and our guest, Rachel Zacharias. I'd like to wish everyone good luck this week and remind you, in the words of Frank Sinatra, that alcohol may be man's worst enemy, but as the Bible says, love your enemy. Join us next week on Drink in the Style. (laughs) 